welcome to Best Fit Careers with your host Saurabh Nanda, your podcast for all the information that you need to solve your career and education queries. Hello everyone, I hope all of you are keeping safe and being healthy. Our last episode on test prep in India with Mr. Binik Pathak was released in October last year. But since then, I was not keeping well and hence couldn't release more episodes. I was down with viral fever which took a long time to go away completely. I was also physically and mentally burnt out <laughs> which just prolonged the recovery. I hope all of you are keeping safe. January is the most hectic month for all of us with deadlines for college programs and other programs across the world like fellowships and so on. We are proud to announce that we have helped our mentees apply to some of the most prestigious programs for undergraduate, postgraduate, PhD and MBA studies. We also mentored a client to apply for the prestigious American India Fellowship, also called the Banyan Fellowship. Finally, we are back with our next episode of Best Fit Careers after a good three months. It feels good to be back. Our parents and well-wishers, make sure we get to the best possible schools and colleges. Our teachers in these schools and colleges provide the best possible information and wisdom that they can. But still, not everyone's career graph is the same. The range of success differs. Even if monetary packages were the indicator, the difference between the highest and the lowest package in a campus is huge. A lot of the opportunities presented to students are not evenly or fairly available to all. Most of these opportunities depend on communication skills, personal branding, confidence of expressing oneself, knowledge of relevant areas, general awareness and just luck. So how do we prepare ourselves for these skills if our school or college doesn't do justice? Let's delve deeper into mentorship today. I am joined in this episode by Vikrant Bal. Vikrant has been a mentor to more than 10,000 high school and university students preparing for law, management, media studies, hospitality management, liberal arts and economics for the last eight years. By taking test prep classes for math, logical reasoning, general knowledge, current affairs, interview preparation and also taking seminars and webinars in schools and universities, Vikrant has established himself as one of the most experienced mentors in India. He has completed his management education from Shahid Sukhdev College of Business Studies, Delhi University and Indian Institute of Management, IIM, Bangalore, making it the best management education India has to offer. He has worked in consulting before following his passion for education. He's currently raising funds for his gaming startup, Qthrill. So before we begin with this particular episode, I just wanted to do a small recap of what we discussed in the last episode with Mr. Binith Pathak. The last episode was all about test prep in India. Now, we discussed different types of entrance examinations in India, the different challenges and concerns with the current system of entrance tests and university admissions. There are so many of them in India today uh, and that it becomes too much for a parent and a student to actually decide what to prepare for, how to prepare for and where to go from there. 
even then actually there is some similarity for some of the tests especially for the non-science or non-technical entrance examinations these technical entrance examinations are primarily there in india for engineering and medicine pharmacy and similar courses but for the non-science ones there is common preparation available for law management mass media mass communication uh, hospitality management the test more or less asks the same things which is english some general awareness logical reasoning and a little bit of maths although management asks a lot of maths and you know one odd subject here and there so if you have completed 10th in india you are eligible to become a manager a journalist a lawyer and a hotelier then we also discussed what are the differences between knowledge based and aptitude or skill based tests so the skill based tests are those which i just mentioned as non science entrance examination whereas knowledge based are ones which are technical in nature whether it is for engineering or architecture or design product design fashion design and so on finally we also touched upon the various aspects the various careers and the programs around these entrance examinations so it was a quite a long uh, conversation with mr binith pathak but it was one of the most enriching conversations about not only the entrance examinations the test prep but also the general state of the education system in india today all right moving on to the episode today where we are discussing mentorship now what exactly is mentorship well i remember that i was having a conversation with mr ankit kapoor uh, way back in 2015 ankit is the um, director and uh, the founder of pratham test prep uh, one of the biggest in india for non science uh, aptitude based or skill based entrance examinations and in 2015 we had discussed about how students need various aspects various skills in their resume today which they do not get from their schools and universities and that we termed as mentorship well mentorship is a combination of upskilling planning strategy assessment of the student hand holding the student for various things in various areas applying to multiple competitions appearing for them succeeding in them solving micro problems on a daily basis eliminating opportunities there are so many things to do what should the student do interview preparation negotiating offers once you have received them finding different stimuli that make a candidate happier more productive and a better human being so is there a simple definition for mentorship than this uh i believe not although i do believe that a simpler definition exists and which we might get from um our ancient <laughs> description of a guru in india india has always uh, had a gurukul system and the guru is supposed to be your friend philosopher and guide not only about academics but also about life and the mentorship that we describe to a large extent it does perform those roles as well so how do we do it 
Well, generally in our mentorship, we divide it into three to five simultaneous tracks of progress. There are three to five directions in which the mentorship goes. There are three to five areas where we prepare the candidate so that the candidate is placed at a pedestal for succeeding in life. These three to five different tracks or simultaneous tracks depend on the age, the maturity and the purpose of the mentorship. For example, uh, for a high school student, we primarily do the mentorship in three simultaneous tracks. One is standardized testing, which might include um, tests in India or abroad, uh, English proficiency tests, um, non-science uh, skill-based tests, or Olympiads. Secondly, the si second simultaneous track would be around um, resume building, which means that, uh, you know, a lot of competitions, Olympiads in various areas, whether it is performing arts, whether it is um, drawing, whether it is uh, Olympiads uh, related to science or math or uh, uh, a chess competition, community service, all those things we add so that the profile is made into a more holistic profile. And then thirdly, we focus on a very unique research project or a capstone project or a project that defines that particular candidate. And this particular project comes after assessing the candidate for a couple of months. Now, what do I mean by assessing? Well, we give a lot of micro experiments. We do a lot of micro activities with the candidate to see how the candidate performs in each of them. Then we are able to assess better. We understand the candidate better. And accordingly, we find an area which suits his interest or her interests so that there is a lot of intrinsic motivation to develop that particular project. Usually this project is so unique that less than 100 students across the world are doing that project at that particular time. And this all leads to good college applications. Well, essentially that is how we do high school mentorship. But then this differs when we talk about college students, uh, students studying in their bachelor's or master's degrees. Um, and it differs again when we talk about young professionals. So when we talk about more mature people, this actually becomes slightly more streamlined sometimes towards one particular job offer, employment opportunity and such. And then we increase simultaneous, uh, increase the tracks of progress. So for high school, it was about standardized testing and profile building and, you know, doing your research project. But for an experienced person, this might also include shortlisting different types of opportunities, which might be uh, higher education, master's or PhD, or uh, going for an immersion program, uh, short-term or long-term fellowships, and making sure that you get to that opportunity. So resume preparation, uh, interview preparation, how to approach, uh, cold emails, and so on. And then there might be another simultaneous track that we do for a lot of young professionals. Um, especially in their late 20s and early 30s. Because by that time, you have on your own understood yourself. At the same time, you've also assessed the world around you. At that time, you need things which make your life fuller, which make your life better, which make you happier. So we delve deep into your intellectual stimulation needs. What is it that really 
makes you tick what is it that really helps you keep calm and productive and being better and then we organize opportunities which fulfill multiple requirements simultaneously i remember uh, one of my mentees and uh, you know i'm also going to be doing a podcast with him because he's achieved really tremendous success in just a matter of 5 uh, to 6 months um he had a need for adventure he wanted to go out he had developed an interest for photography he he keeps on trying and he is a passionate biker but he was just not getting the right opportunities to do so we introduced him to a royal enfield group uh, which was going to kargil for some astral photography once he uh, saw the program he was so excited about it he applied for the program uh, i used my network to get him a recommendation into the program and when he reached kargil and took those amazing beautiful photographs i i hope you get to see uh, some of them on his instagram page they were truly amazing we realized he was the only north indian in that group of 30 people and those people were from different walks of life with different experiences now this young 23 year old has friends who are 50 years old and have traveled the world and they take his advice for crypto investments he was so happy after going to that ride because that was one part in his personality in his you know entire being that he was not able to do which was actually preventing him to be more productive and it was solved through that trip now he regularly takes trips in fact the next one that he's taking is in the spiti valley in himachal pradesh those are some of the things that a mentor does so as i said we do fulfill a lot around the ancient definition of a guru who is a friend philosopher and guide i want to discuss more about these things these different aspects with vikrant but a quick commercial break before we continue confused about your career and education journey get yourself assessed from sn mentors at sn mentoring we assess all the aspects of your profile including your personality aptitude interests education and work experience background we use our unique personal factor assessment to help you find your best fit career pathway this assessment will answer all your queries and provide you a clear pathway ahead at sn mentoring all our clients become our friends for life so join our community Hi Vikrant how are you I am good Saurabh how are you good morning Good morning good morning I am good the weather is quite cold uh, I love the winters uh, how about you I am nicely and neatly tucked into my uh, winter attire and in my quilt at home and I am operating from home today so yeah loving it Amazing nobody would have really predicted this side of work from home right you could actually sit in your quilt and start working <laughs> and enjoy your warm food I think this is the first time I'm really actually enjoying the whole work from thing because when it had started last year uh, beyond a certain point I'd started getting a little fidgety around it I am somebody who loves like going out and you know operating from a better environment and not only from home but as I said I'm just totally loving it the cold wave has hit us and uh, I'm happy like operating from home and just being cozy at home Perfect I think there are so many aspects of work from home which we will uh, get to read in some academic papers a couple of years down the line 
to understand okay this is all these are happening and all this is possible absolutely talking about possibilities vikrant i just wanted to know how did you end up in education in mentorship what is your motivation behind it uh so uh, as you know saurabh i think uh, while i have you know actively uh, let go of that education and mentorship space and i am like actually in a startup of my own but i had a long a good 6 to 7 year old journey with mentorship and in the education management space so going back to the time when i was making that call or that choice uh, my previous assignment to that was in the brand management and marketing space and i remember clearly that you know one fine day i had, once i realized that this was not something which was when you say that you know that's like your true calling or something that i could do for you know 20 25 years and i started evaluating what was uh, going to be my next move and i taken a break i came to uh, india i had attended a, i came actually for a friend's wedding and uh, i really put in the thoughts and i was discussing this with my friends and you know a couple of them had even started their uh, education management it's sort of a coaching institute uh, here in delhi ncr and uh, they asked me and they offered me you know why would you why wouldn't you join us so i was like why not because this was one thing that uh, i had uh, in my personal capacity really really enjoyed doing and i right from my early childhood uh, days was somebody who was you know uh, taking some tuition classes for younger kids around in the neighborhood and stuff like that and that was something that i was really really you know attached to me and i was very close to so that inclination to you know teach and mentorship uh, had sort of stayed with me and while i had never actively pursued or thought about it that it could turn into uh, something i would do full time or professionally so i took that assignment up and started doing it started enjoying it you know that whole uh, environment of being in a classroom and being with kids of that age 17 18 really really you know spurred me on and kept me on and i was really uh, fascinated and enjoyed that whole experience of a few months that it had and uh, i'll continued that on a part time basis for a while and uh, as the more i did it the more it sort of you know continued to keep those juices flowing so i uh, turned that into uh, more of a full time experience and uh, spent a good 6 7 years doing that and yeah that was how it went it went very naturally to be honest that is so insightful for so many reasons uh, vikrant not that because your story might be particularly unique because you and i both know so many of our uh, colleagues of our peers in our network have a similar journey right they they went to college for something else and they ended up in education because that was their true calling uh, in fact in the last episode when i uh, talked to vineet uh, pathak sir also he he was uh, saying the same things uh, and before that anish passi who's also an i'm a graduate and so on what right. i am fascinated about is that how when you came to india for a wedding you stumbled yeah. upon some conversations with close friends which yeah. led to a massive career change yeah. now are careers supposed to be changed in such a serendipitous or or a coincidental way well i would say when it is meant to be it is meant to be honestly it was it was a very uh, interesting phase of my uh, life as well as i said i was like you know uh, looking at uh, some sort of a motivation to get me going both on a professional as well as my personal space as well so that thing happened and it uh, just naturally kicked in and uh, i remember and they also reminded me you know you used to do that in college you'll be very good and they also kind of 
लेट मी ऑन एंड आई वॉज लाइक या इट इज समथिंग गोइंग टू बी वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग एंड आई एम श्योर आई एम गोइंग एंजॉय इट एंड ट्रस्ट मी द मोमेंट आई फर्स्ट एंटर इन टू अ क्लास रूम एंड विदाउट एनी सॉर्ट ऑफ एन एक्सपीरियंस ऑफ हैंडलिंग यू नो यंग एडल्ट लाइक दैट ऑफ फोर्टी फिफ्टी एंड यू नो हाउ यू नो साउथ डेली एंड डेली किड्स कैन बी and it's uh, sometimes becomes a little intimidating uh, trying to uh, be the one who is in charge of that room but i think that whole experience just uh, the from the very first moment the very first day onward it was just almost like it was meant to be and uh, that's how it happened and that's how it continued and as i said 7 years i didn't even know when they went by that is so relatable i can completely understand that first time i stepped into a classroom and you know uh, there was a bit of an imposter syndrome also going on in the background and <laughs> also uh, <laughs> lack of confidence and you know talking to so many people um okay so vikrant uh, i really want to get deeper into this and uh, you have received some of the best management education in india starting from uh, shahid sukhdev college of business studies in delhi university the best bba program arguably in india and then going on to do your mba from iim bangalore again the best mba program in india how did that change your life going to the best colleges in india well uh, i think sort of to begin with the uh, just the massive amount of uh, you know experience with the peer groups that you had i uh, happened to uh, you know born and brought up in delhi and i did my schooling my entire life in delhi so once i went to college first and in a management program you know you typically traditionally you uh, go with the thought that you you know once you'll pass out of college and back in our days in 2000s early 2000s that be commerce is the thing to go you know shriram college of commerce and uh, all sorts of uh, you know the colleges but uh, being just in that environment and being with folks who were a lot of them were very driven a lot of them had come there by choice a lot of them had uh, you know sort of stumbled upon that experience or that program including me and i had happened to that give that entrance exam i did not know what how big a deal that is going to be because it was only you know selecting 80 120 students uh, across the country and just being in that uh, exclusive peer group the college and the campus being away from the litter and you know glitters of uh, south campus and north campus and being a lot more focused about education of course and we did used to have our fair share of fun project work all of that experience just inculcated and you know uh, developed me from a boy i would say that you know i, I used to be very shy i was genuinely consider myself as somebody who would be shy and just help me open up uh, a lot more than uh, maybe a certain other experience would have so that was number one and of course uh, from a professional standpoint uh, cbs as well as the iim bangalore experience it brings you early access and opportunities i honestly speaking did not have to work very hard to you know get that uh, job of uh, what uh, i would really want to do you know college placement programs were pretty strong there were a good network of alumni who would even recommend and refer you in certain companies that they were working with so right from cbs uh, when i worked with aon hewitt first i happened to spend like a good 2 3 years and again that experience at hewitt helped me uh, uh be in that sort of a work environment by first corporate space and then from there jumping into the mba program in imb and that really really helped 
me in you know setting me up with those access and opportunities that i had i went for an exchange program i was an exchange student in france spent a good full term of 3 to 4 months there and uh, it really helped me in experimenting you know with a lot of variety of roles and functions and profiles i remember my first work experience was in an hr consulting setup i did a couple of internships in the finance space even one with an investment bank realized that you know finance and investment banking is definitely not something i want to do and uh, you know in my final placements uh, ended up with a marketing profile with png singapore and more than anything else i think beyond that space of access opportunities professionally on a very personal level it was a fabulous fabulous experience because it really really helped me get independent the whole post graduate program the two year at campus i mean i think the biggest value the biggest thing that changed about me was staying by myself even in that campus while you have to like take small little care of you know things everyday routine tasks of yourself whether it is laundry or whatever little things that you really take granted for i i think developed a um, lot uh, personally as well because and independently and the other thing was uh, really really helped me learn more and more about people a lot of my batchmates came from different parts of the country and i realized you know people from different parts even whether it is within india outside india they function very differently they think very differently so those softer aspects of uh, you know man management people etc really really i think uh subconsciously kind of uh helped me grow and you know get better uh, for the bigger and other assignments that i would be taking in future that that makes so much sense actually i mean um first of all let me just uh, you know reiterate the fact that there were some things that you learned from college because it being the best college and you know the peer group was amazing and then there were some things which you learned from going into an international uh, setting right absolutely Now, yeah do you think that uh, similar experiences are to be had in uh, these best colleges in india today considering the fact that you know the 21st century skills and how the times have changed uh, especially after covid pandemic i mean uh, they have impacted the world in very very dramatic way i mean work from home itself right do you yeah. think the colleges today even the best ones they are able to deliver these skills to students uh sarab uh you know just going back to my uh, management education management and mentorship experience i can definitely vouch you know when you are in college when you are a student you look at it very differently but when you are actually out of it when you are actually in that kind of professional spaces and environments you tend to think of it and look back at that time very differently so having said that i think having mentored students and uh, for the very same college which i had actually gone to i realized that the college education today while you know functionally it performs the same function at the end of the day it is going to give you that degree uh the college curriculum has definitely changed that evolved you know in terms of you know having courses which are much more relevant to today's times uh, some colleges offer courses like entrepreneurships things like that how many students end up taking it is a different matter altogether but the curriculum itself has really progressed uh but at the end of the day as i said it performs the same function uh you are getting a college degree what happens is these degrees and these colleges the relevance that it had then back then at my time have started mattering lesser and lesser and that trend is going to continue what i'm what i mean by that is at the end of the day you are getting that degree you are from that college but everything and that was something i was used to have like this favorite punchline everything has a shelf life 
your college has a shelf life your degree has a shelf life things that really matter and the things that will really make a huge difference to you are things what you do in those 3 years what you do in those 8 years leading up to college or you know in a post grad program and uh, that for me is really lacking and i think students levels of self awareness and what is the kind of guidance or mentoring that they are getting in college uh things like some certain soft skills which is really going to you know keep them in good shape those are the kind of programs and you know advancements that i would like to see uh, college and at the same time even sometimes school education so yeah that for me is lacking so true so true in fact that was my next question i mean in, i i actually wanted to give some examples before we move on to that uh, for college students for example um, you know if we just take the skill of writing now right. our formal education systems in india never really encourage writing in a way it has to be encouraged um mm. just based on the skill of writing mentor mentoring a couple of college students recent college graduates just on their writing i have been able to get them uh, you know opportunities which they would have never received from their college for example one of my mentees who completed his engineering from thapar last year and thapar is again you know top 15 in india mm-hmm. was interested in cryptocurrency so i made him write a lot of analysis that he would do and based on that writing he is now uh, currently interning with a uh, you know coin startup in india he's he's uh, you know negotiating with another uh, coin startup based out of singapore he's already received offers from san francisco and hong kong and new york just based on the writing that he did wow another mentee of mine warwick uh, business school did her bachelor's in marketing management completed it last year warwick is again top 25 and she is unable to get a job because she is not able to portray her passions in the right way she is interested in sustainability mm-hmm. and skincare so we are doing some research secondary research articles with her which we are communicating to certain startups uh, of uh, you know sustainable sourcing and sustainable skincare in the uk so that she can get an internship and build a career from there just these the- simple skills are not provided by apparently these top ranked universities and institutes across the world that is so true and so relevant so in fact uh, uh, you meant you mentioned the relatability i can just relate to it on a day to day sort of environment you know simple writing skills could be uh, anything from soft writing uh, college application to even uh, how to manage uh, business communication so i mean i can give like so many random examples when you see emails which are written so unprofessionally and sometimes and i am somebody who really really gets a little bugged by that so uh you know business writing business communications and uh, doing those things more formally even something like a financial literacy uh, i remember having this chat with you also sometime back and uh, the kind of programs etc that could be taken care of at a young and early age uh, is simply um, something which is not being given the right importance right now you're so right about that i mean communication definitely irritates me a lot especially <laughs> when you are interacting with really young students and they're just thinking oh this is just another instagram chat so <laughs> they start treating you like that and you know you suddenly feel so abrupt and uh, you know so Uh, the the communication lacks soul the communication lacks uh, it, it is just based on a transactional value of sharing information and that's about it yeah, they don't want anything about, else from you <laughs> talking talking about transactional i remember trying to schedule a meeting and uh, somebody just replied saying 2 pm question mark 
Yes. <laughs> and, oh, as like, like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I think we can keep on going on rants about what uh, students are doing nowadays on their chat boxes and emails. Um, right. You were talking about school, uh, Vikrant. This, this, I yeah. think, is the right point to talk about that. What do you think the schools are lacking in the curricula, apart from the things that we've already discussed, especially considering the 21st century skills? Because these school students who are in school today, five, seven years down the line, they will be the ones right in the middle of the job market, which requires them to have 21st century skills. I think, uh, sort of, to be fair, all that we've discussed. Uh, uh, has a lot of uh, soul in uh, starting early and when I mentioned that it could be started from college it could even be started from uh, their school and early teen years so for example I know for a fact that most schools in Delhi most public schools at least in Delhi uh, they have a sort of a counseling division in school and uh, what sort of counseling how many people are really going for it how many students are actively pursuing or taking good advantage of that that is uh, you know yet to be known and what kind of counseling is going on is it just personal counseling is it some kind of a career counseling going on how many students or teachers uh, or parents are even encouraging the students to go and undertake it regularly and more importantly at the right time so i always go back and you know even when i'll interact used to interact with students during orientation sessions etc you know once they've decided that oh acha they want to undertake a management program they want to undertake a media program or so what what are the major decisions that they've even taken till date they were still in school they used to be in school and what are the decisions they take in school the first one is obviously whether they take a hindi or a sanskrit in class 9 the next more important decision that they are taking is whether they'll take uh, science or commerce in their class 11th but are they taking those decisions in the right manner is something which is really really questionable because you do see a lot of people once they start pursuing a certain stream they start questioning or they start feeling that you know maybe this was not the right choice for me and a lot of times as it happens in high life even in later points in their lives sometimes the timing is a little too late so if they had uh, sort of done it at the right time in the uh, junior middle schools or something which they've realized that you know this is the right stream for me that would have been the right time to do it so i think that is something which could be uh, done a lot better in the school age that kind of awareness drive as to that you have to just because you're scoring a 90% you're not a science student you know in our mm-hmm. time that used to be the thing tum topper ho to tumhe science lena hai तुमको अगर शरारत करनी है तुमको ह्यूमैनिटीज लेना है तुमको अगर टाइम पास करना है तुमको कॉमर्स लेना दैट यूज टू बी द थ्री वेज ऑफ लुकिंग एट थिंग्स इन आर स्कूल बट दैट्स एग्जैक्टली नाउ इट इज इवन अंट स्टूडेंट स्कोरिंग गुड एट द क्रिएटिव साइड ऑफ थिंग्स एंड कुड डू फैबुलसली वेल बाई टेकिंग ऑफ ह्यूमैनिटीज सो दोज आर दिंग्स आई थिंक स्कूल एंड टीचर्स एंड पेरेंट्स इट इज ऑल द कलेक्टिव रिस्पॉन्सिबिलिटी ऑफ एवरीबडी टू हेल्प students arrive the decisions for the right reasons and at the right time that that sounds so good but then aren't the uh, schools and teachers and especially i mean even the new education policy i mean aren't they trying to do that or like what do you think avikant i mean what are the basic obstacles that we are not able to achieve this when a lot of us already realize this i mean i'm sure you know uh, there are relatives uh, in in every student's family uh, who have gone through such a thing who have done their education from the best places and have gone through this grind and understood okay this is not how it should be in life and even 
even then they are not able to make such decisions or change their life drastically uh, to okay. improve it let me ask you sir do you have young nephews and nieces in your family i do and they don't listen to me <laughs> uh, that was that was my next question do they listen to you i think there is a family bias <laughs> there is a family bias and you know i have just you know familiarity breeds contempt it is mm. just so true and even if uh, someone uh, you know elder or someone in your family and i can't talk about it but we've experienced it as mentors as students we've interacted with parents and the parents every time you have you know their one of their favorite lines is hum to isko bolte hain but ye karta nahi hmm. so that uh, you know bolte hain karta nahi the gap between bolte hain karta nahi and making the kid or the student realize that what is their true calling what is the right thing for them to do that effort somewhere is lacking and that effort is only and only coming from i call it invest 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 on their career invest on invest time you have to number one invest your time you have to number one invest your effort and then of course in turn you have to invest some money into making it the right decision matrix for your student help them evaluate choices what are the options what are the choices do they have what is it that they are going to gain by having choice a what is it that they are going to lose by having a choice a you know there is a simple decision making matrix which can be implemented from a young and early age i'll give you a very simple and relatable example okay and if i had given that if i was you know earning 1 rupee for every time i gave that advice to any student or a parent i'd be a millionaire by now you know there is that thing once you are giving an entrance exam and once you want to like get into a dream college and you're not able to get into that dream college there is that bias to you know acha ye nahi hai to ye kar lete hain why not give the college that you know that that is something that you like for example a shahid sukhdev college of business studies why not give it another shot why not give it another year why consider and you know have that taboo around a drop year there is no such thing as a drop year you are actually putting in your time money energy efforts into something that you really like you are really passionate about it is an investment year it is not a drop year prepare well do well you know you know what that exam looks like you are probably going to be much better prepared and you have more probable chances of making it through that college and that exam honestly speaking is not a really big rocket science you just have to do well in a couple of things and you will be able to make it through but that whole taboo around ab mujhe ye nahi karna ab mujhe year drop nahi karna and students and parents combined are you know um, culprits of that i would call it so no matter what kind of advice you give them no matter how much you try and uh, rational it out with them you end up you know giving making a compromise uh, in some way or the other so yeah that's about it i think uh, that's something that uh, people can do uh, a little better in mm vikrant what according to you is the right kind of mentorship that students need which is not definitely i mean that's what we established right now it's not available in their school systems and is not available even in their university systems even though the universities might be the top ranked uh, places in the country uh i think uh, softly i'd kind of touched upon it but i'll just reiterate that i think uh helping students understand and get them on the path of their self awareness and discovery is really really important what is the kind of you know person you are what is the kind of individual that you are and you know we all keep saying it that every individual is different and every individual is meant to do different things look at situations and you know react differently 
but the more we put that into practice uh, the better it is going to be so the help you know helping them reach that path to awareness and discovery is very very important that is one and trust me no program no school education no college education comes even remotely close to helping a kid to achieve that only some sort of a seasoned mentor or only some sort of seasoned counselor can help them get into that mental space that meant reaching that mental space is really really important uh sure. second part to that is second part to that is uh, as i was saying you know helping them come to those sort of decision making matrices allowing young adults to arrive at the decisions the right way and having them included in that process of decision making that level of inclusivity is really really important and that is where uh, a true mentorship program is uh, going to make that uh, level of difference for the student even for the parents because end of the day it is the parents who want to see the best for their children and you know helping them understand that it is going to be a student's life and a student's decision so they have to be included in that process of decision making that for me is really really important and until and unless these two things are not done actively i don't think any program or any counseling or any mentorship is really going to make a huge difference to anybody that is so true i mean i have so many examples just to you know uh, actually amplify what you just said you know when the parents have to be included the students have to be included i mean we we do mentorship uh, at any point of time since last year august i've had around 5200 mentees and you know high school students college students young professionals and so on and a lot of them have the same set of issues like which which uh, can be brought down to self awareness lack of self awareness um and lack of uh, you know being able to make the decisions that would make them happy having the lack of confidence to even think about making decisions on your own and so on vikrant let's say a student uh, is brought to a certain level of self awareness and the student starts realizing and understanding okay this is how uh, you know life has to be led or whatever it is what are some of the hard skills that we definitely need to inculcate in our students as a mentor uh, which are not provided by school or universities i think a couple of things uh, really come to mind and something i a huge proponent i always keep talking to uh, students as well as number one uh, they need to be encouraged and they need feel to be uh, encouraged to be in that mind space when they talk to a lot of people uh, it is not just sufficient to you know uh, know and understand what your immediate peer group or your friends are doing once you've realized and as you said you know once they come to a certain uh, stage where they have a level of uh, self awareness and uh, know what um, they would like to pursue uh, actively talking to some people who have taken that path help them understand in a better way as to what is the path that is uh, right in front of them what are the challenges that they are going to face what are the maybe the good things that are uh, going to happen with them what are the risks that they are taking what is the level of opportunity cost that they are foregoing uh by doing things in a certain way or making certain choices so talking to more and more people at least you know having a, a principal mentor and then having uh, interacted with a lot of people definitely definitely helps that should always be on the cards uh second and a very softer thing that i always uh, and again i'm 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 sure maybe you'd be able to relate to it but i have always been a huge proponent of students need to like live independently for a few years 
two years, three years before completing their functional education, whether it is school or a boarding school or whether it is in college, like staying in a PG or just in somewhere, even after you finish college or you are like, you know, working in an environment, staying in some place before you start taking those hard calls and hard decisions of your life, living independently, staying separately, just for that, you know, few years really, really help people you know, even learn some of those skills that you were talking about uh, naturally. And the more naturally you learn, the more um, uh, quicker you learn, it's uh, only going to like benefit uh, them at the right uh, places. And last but not the least, I think one thing I really, really, I mean, I have practiced it. And honestly, I have really, really been at peace at myself is something align with simply says it is all right to just simply meet expectations or be a little par or subpar of meeting expectations you don't always have to exceed people's expectations the more you put that sort of pressure on yourself the more you are just you know trying to do everything that everybody wants you to do that is just not going to like bring any peace just be happy if people are if you see you know there is a very famous term your people are in the rat race if you don't want to be a part of that rat race it is absolutely fine not being a part of that rat race. You will find your own path. You will your charter your own territory. And that's just the kind of peace that you need uh, when it comes to it. And that's about it. Nothing more than that. I couldn't, you know, help it, but smile <laughs> throughout that last bit of your answer. That is such an important piece of advice, Vikrant. Thank you so much, Vikrant, sir, for, for being here and looking forward to having you once again in one of the future episodes. <laughs> Absolutely. I would look forward as well. Thanks. Okay. Coming to my favorite part of the entire podcast, the listener questions. In this episode, I'm going to take some questions from parents instead of students. First question is from Ajay Basu from Kolkata. He asks, how does mentorship help in college applications? Alright then, so as I've explained earlier in the episode, mentorship deals with developing your profile, um, making it more holistic, uh, covering all angles, it can be sports, extracurricular activities, performing arts, um, community service, uh, participating in Olympiads, competitions, national level, international level, writing research papers, and so on. All these activities make your profile much more holistic substantial and something to envy every college ultimately wants a student who has been able to experience different things has been able to do different things is good at various things with a certain expertise area in mind which brings us to the capstone or the research project every college wants to see in their students more than just academic success and mentorship actually helps you develop all those things in your profile. So mentorship is one of those areas which most people don't realize that they need for their college applications. Mentorship is the natural precursor for a successful college application. After all, in a college application, you want to write about your story. And a story needs to have interesting parts, ex interesting experiences. And these interesting experiences come from doing multiple things under the proper guidance of a mentor. Next question is from Dr. Shambit Arora from Chandigarh. 
Uh, why does mentorship take months when most of the things you mentioned can be done much sooner? Well, you're technically correct, sir. The problem is that it these things can be done sooner for somebody who understands the value, the importance of these things. At the same time, somebody who can do these things because that person has done these things earlier. But what if you're a student or a professional who has never attempted doing any of these things which we do in mentorship, which is developing a CV, developing confidence, developing communication skills, approaching people, approaching clients probably, or your future bosses? What if you've never done any of these things and you don't even know how to do these things? And more importantly, you don't even know whether you need to approach the right person and who is that right person? What I'm trying to tell you is that not everyone is able to do things on their own. Everyone kind of goes with a brute force method, <laughs> wherein they try to do everything and anything. They are absorbing information at such a high rate uh, in today's time, especially through social media. They get confused and overwhelmed. So which information is good for them? And in order to do this, mentorship takes time. Because we not only have to cater to multitudes of information that are there to absorb and sift through, but at the same time, we need to help the student overcome their own apprehensions, give them enough validation, and finally empower them so that they can do these things on their own for the rest of their lives. Mentorship helps not only to achieve one small thing like getting admission into a college or getting a job. Well, they're not small things to achieve, but when you compare them with the rest of your life, they are quite small. So mentorship helps you, empowers you for the rest of your life. That is why it takes months. How many months? How many ever months? They're still months as compared to the long years of your life. It's hardly any time. All right, then, next question is from N. Thyagarajan from Coimbatore. All right. Who needs mentorship the most? School students, college students, or young professionals? Hmm, that's a very interesting question. Well, we love to categorize things, right? We love to uh, bring things down to their real purpose. If, if there was a real purpose. So mentorship is important for what? School students, because they are young and they need, uh, need to have a good profile and such. Or is it more important for college students who are in the college that they had to be in, but these colleges might not. Or it is for college students who are already in the colleges that they were supposed to be in. But in order to get jobs, they need mentorship. Or is it for young professionals who have kind of completed their education, higher education, and, you know, are already in a job maybe, or doing something else, but uh, they need more clarity about life. It doesn't work that way. Mentorship is needed by everyone. At different stages of your life, you will have different questions. You will have more complex questions as you grow into a more mature human being. But if you ask my opinion, 
in today's India, college students are the ones who need the maximum guidance, maximum mentorship. A, because the quality of education in higher institutions, higher education institutions in India is not at all desirable. They do not give you the right skills. Even if you get into the most expensive, the best colleges, they are still not able to give you what you need to be employable or at least find your own career path for the future. I'm not saying all institutions, but most of them. Secondly, India is going through a terrible economic phase and unemployment is increasing, which is coupled by the fact that we are living in our golden age of demographic dividend, which means there are so many young people who are ready to work, but there are no opportunities. So the limited amount of opportunities that exist require high employability, high uh, amount of uh, high number of employable skills and if you have read some of the statistics from um, news and think tanks like NASCOM you know that most of our college graduates are unemployable so they need the most guidance at this juncture I hope that answers your question thank you so much even the best students who end up doing a lot of things for themselves either by being in the right place at the right time or by creating opportunities for themselves, do not really understand how to map these achievements to long-term career pathways. You might be leading a team to organize an event at your school or college, but how much of it should you do it? How much is enough? How much will actually help you land a good job or a place in the next level of your education? So the problem of mapping your work and efforts to the right opportunities for yourself exists for all students at all levels. The moment you reach the next level, you see 10 more things which others have already achieved. This mostly leads to pressure of replicating other people's achievements for yourself with, yet again, <laughs> no reference for success. What if someone could tell us how much is enough, what is good, or relevant or unimportant? These are some of the questions I answer on a daily basis as a mentor to middle school, high school, university students, young professionals from scores of different domains and subject areas. The question is, do you have a mentor yet to answer your set of specific questions? Thank you for listening to the Best Fit Careers podcast. We would love to hear from you, so please provide your comments, feedback and questions to us through email or messages on our social media. Please subscribe to us and like our episodes if you found value in them and share them with others who may benefit from this information. Best Fit Careers has been designed to provide you the best information possible to solve your career queries. This podcast is the culmination of years of experience and thousands of hours of counselling, research and guidance sessions. Please find more amazing information at the SN Mentoring online publication. See you in the next episode. Happy careers to you.